Hey, welcome everybody to the Yellow Page Radio. This is Haywood Fennell Sr. and we're at WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston, Boston's community radio station. And I'm so glad to be here today to have a few words to say. Boy, oh boy, I don't know what to say about the weather except if you can find a cool place, go there and sit and be cool. Because that heat ain't no joke. I'm looking at the news all over the world. It's about the climate change. But you can't claim to change the climate until you change yourself and the way that you think about the climate. Who ever heard of going into the ocean to go for a dip and got the heat up to 80 and 90 degrees? That's almost balling. It's just a few Fahrenheit more and you'd be steaming like lobster. Oh, boy, oh, boy. But we hope that things will turn around and change and we'll be able to really enjoy the summer weather as we used to do. Like the kids say, back in the day. Back in the day. We're going to start our program with a couple of PCAs. This is the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. We'll be with you now. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program Company welcomes those seeking to learn about theater and performance. We offer classes that bring out your talent and improve it. Want to get involved in theater production, acting, or singing? Then you can visit our website at theomtc.com. That's T-H-E-O-M-T-C.com. The Oscar Michonne Family Theater Program is a project that was developed over 25 years ago by Triad Veterans League, and we are real, real proud of the work and the people that are involved with us, and we have several veterans that are involved. We have Brother Will Spencer, Brother Leon Beals, Brother Stanley Thompson, Sister Eleanor Brown, and Brother Haywood Fennell. We're also involved with Steve Marks. Monica Anderson Spencer and a cast, a cast that you would not believe, including Crystal Dotson, Black Light Crystal, Isabel, Sister Isabel is with us, Irene O'Bannon, Minister Deborah Mosley is with us, Sister Karen Harris, our narrator, one of the backbones of our company. Oh, we got him, we got him, we got him, folks. So what's happening is that those people that I just called out on October the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th at the Strand Theater at 543 Columbia Road. The Strand Theater on October the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. 543 Columbia Road, we will open with the Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. It is a production written by Haywood Fennell Sr., directed by Monica Anderson Spencer about telling a woman that had traveled the world by the name of Marion Anderson who wanted to sing before an integrated audience and that the daughters of the American Revolution told her no. 
You can sing, but you can't sing in front of an integrated audience. And Marion would not hear about that. No, she wouldn't. She and her friends got together. And one of her friends that's in this production is Mahalia Jackson. And oh boy, they got together with some more people. And they put together a strategy because she came home, she wanted to sing in her home country. The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project, a Philadelphia experience, will also feature Stages Cultural Arts Center out of Randolph, one of the premier dance companies in New England. These young people have performed recently in New York City on the stage where the Lion King is being performed. They did a performance there. Stages, Cultural Arts Center, uh, top of the line. We have so much to offer, meaning the Oscar Michaud Family Theater Program Company, and we're really grateful to have this type of cast that we have. Our stage manager is a veteran by the name of Stanley Thompson. Our lighting person, our sound person is a veteran, Will Spencer, who has put together a curriculum to teach theater dynamics when it comes to sound, lighting, all those things. We want to start teaching from a curriculum at the Blackstone Community Center every Saturday we are there at 12.30. If you want to learn about theater, we're the ones. If you come and audition and you don't make the cut, we want to put you into our curriculum. We want to build the best community-based theater program that we have in New England. Now, our company, the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company, has been around for over 26 years. And we are performing in the greater Boston area as well as beyond. 857-204-5312. If you want to know anything about auditions with this company, 857-204-5312. That's you. The Oscar Micheaux Family Theater Program is a Boston nonprofit. They hope to teach the importance of community service through the art of theater, looking to establish a year-round community-based family theater organization with full theater productions by people from the community. For more information, you can visit www oscarmichellerep.tripod.com We got to pump that Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program company, also known as the company, and thank all the people that have been a part of our development. We want to thank them for their prayers. We want to thank them for their encouragement. You know, we got to do more encouraging, folks. That's all it is to it. Because, look, 
You don't discourage, you encourage if you're trying to grow. And that's what we're about. We're about growing. You know, on August the 1st at 10 a.m., people are going to stop walking towards the General Edward O. Gordine African American Veterans Memorial Park, located on the corner of Washington and uh, Dudley Street. Right by the Boston Police Department, Station 2, in the park across the street. The General Edward O. Gordine statue will be unveiled. The General Edward O. Gordine statue represents a man who did so much for his country. And we just want to honor him and commemorate African-American veterans that have served this country since the American Revolution up until today. The history of the African-American veterans' military experience is underreported, overlooked. But this event on August the 1st that actually starts at 1 p.m. is the event that will take us to another level as we honor and insist that our history be taught and respected when it comes to United States military veterans because they raised their hand and they said that they would take orders and that they would fight the enemy whoever the United States government said that they were. We went to other countries. We fought there. We killed there. We died there. And now we even left some of them over there. But on August the 1st, at 1 p.m. at the General Edward O. Gordine African American Memorial Park, we will begin to turn it around and get people to understand what black patriotism really is. Sacrifice, honor, death for some. But let me tell you about the other veterans that we have deliberately not addressed and the issues that we're talking about. A statue is one thing. But when you treat veterans in the manner that they are being treated by ignoring them, by not doing what you said that you were going to do for them, when you were seeking their vote, that's over. We have got to stop taking our veterans for granted and begin to demand that they have the services in their community that they need. The step is going to take place on August the 1st 
at 1 p.m. We're going to be there to talk about the importance of giving back to those that have given so much. I'm talking about the African-American veteran, male or female. And you know I'm not lying. Look in your community and tell me where is a comprehensive veterans care and service facility. Don't go over on Huntington Avenue where they're doing all the building, but they're not building any space for our veterans. No, they're building some other stuff that has to do with their research, I believe. But veterans deserve to be served. Don't just come to the event on August the 1st at 1 p.m. and think that you're not going to hear this message. We're not beggars. We are men and women that left this country in a uniform. Many of them had a weapon to kill. Many did that. Some even came back because of the trauma and the drama weren't the same anymore. Other Page Radio, my name is Hale Fennell. This is WBCALP 102.9 FM Boston. See what we got on the PSA for you folks. Okay. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. I want to play that one more time for you folks, because I know you didn't have your pen on your pencil, please. Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. This is the other page radio again. My name is Abel Fennell. I'm real glad to be here today. I want to talk about a friend of mine. You might know him. His name is Wilbur Brown. He runs a program at 1544 Columbus Ave for men and women, but I'm in a men's group over there. Every Monday from like 5.30 until about 8. We sit around and we talk about ourselves and our issues. It's open to other men, by the way. 1544, Columbus Ave. So what I want to talk about is Wilbur Brown, who is the founder of the TRS program. It deals with gaining coping skills, learning about yourself, reducing the stress and the mess in our respective lives. 
I've known Wilbur for over 40 years. I met him in prison, MCI Norfolk. And he was working with a guy by the name of Mel Springer, a white gentleman. And they had this program called The Fellowship. And people from outside, I think it was either Wednesday or Thursday night, would come into MCI Norfolk and there'd be space for them and some of the inmates to, to talk. That's something we don't do enough of, trying to help people through conversation. And we judge people. That's another issue. Wilbur did more than 20 years in jail. And when he came out, when he came out, he had a plan. And that plan is still ongoing of helping people deal with mental stress. Pre-incarceration, post-incarceration, with this program that I'm a part of. And so I was talking to the fellas the other night, last Monday night, and we got to talking about mental health, mental health care, and its importance. But the only way that you can deal with it, you got to talk about it. Don't try to treat yourself, medicate yourself, whatever that medicine is you think that you're taking. We got to talk this out. A lot of the brothers that are there are people that have been incarcerated for a period of time who are now trying to deal with themselves and appreciate themselves and don't let anybody take their dreams and turn them into nightmares. You got to believe in yourself. But the only way that you can get out the box is you got to talk about the box and why you want to get out of the box. When I say the box, I'm talking about your thought mechanism. I'm talking about your brain and your mind or anything that you could think with and come out with a decision. Most of our decisions have not been the right ones. Now, this 1044 Columbus Ave is where Wilbur Brown is. And he's a brother who recently became an amputee. All right? But he's driving his truck now. He's still in service in the community. Makes me think about another man that I met in MCI Norfolk where I met Wilbur. Of course, he has spent some time at MCI Norfolk himself.
as an inmate. His name was Stanley Jones. A lot of people know Stanley Jones. His wife recently passed Pearl. They had a couple of daughters. But Stanley Jones would come into the prison that he, with a program that he created when he was incarcerated called Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow. Yesterday, Today, and Tomorrow was a program that you got involved inside the prison. And if you were ones that could get out and go back into the community, you joined. And Stan had a little resources that he would make available, and that was able to help some people get a job. They got these jobs, and they didn't go get high. They saved their money, a lot of them. And they got their own place, and they encouraged each other. They didn't tell somebody, no, you can't do that because you got a record. Let me tell you something. Dr. Martin Luther King Jr. was the one that says that unjust laws should be broken. Unjust laws should be broken so that we can heal. The Curry Law is an unjust law. It penalizes a person even after they've gone to court and got adjudicated and done their time in a prison or jail. They would take, meaning the state, would take that law to put restrictions on a person that's been incarcerated so that they become frustrated and act out and go back to jail again. That program that Wilbur Brown and those other brothers are involved in, I'm working with them to create a radio program. Yeah. Called the 1544 Club. I'm going to teach them because they're open. And we're going to be able to talk about some of the issues that are part of being incarcerated. And when you go to jail, you're incarcerated. And when you come home, you're incarcerated. We got to learn how to speak to each other as men. We have the power. Don't sleep on us. This is the other page radio. My name is Hale Fennell. We'll do, do a little something here. We'll be right back.
We got a website I want to tell you about. You know, we got a theater company, the Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company. We've been fortunate enough to create a webpage. T H E O M T C dot com. That's T H E O M T C dot com. Another young lady who's in her third year in college, she came when she was 10. See, kids can learn anything. They can learn hip-hop verbatim. But they're not learning in school. Not learning in school, did you say? The Oscar Michelle Family Theater Program Company has a curriculum that is based on the late or early 1920s in a time period known as the Harlem Renaissance era. They learn about the men and the women who were confronted with racist barriers and all kinds of intimidations, yet they stepped up. They didn't back down. They didn't run away. They didn't have a gun. They had a belief and they were unified. And eventually they got to the stage and took it. With our music, with our dance, with our action, with our writing. Up jumped the Harlem Renaissance era. You really got to read that history because it's not a mystery. It's there. And you can use it and claim it. Don't walk by like it's not valid. People actually put grease paint on their faces so that they could imitate black people that were involved in vaudeville and theater. Sad, right? This is the other page, radio, WBCALP, 102.9 FM Boston. Yes, sir, everybody, I'm telling you. Potential is everywhere. It's in every child in every community. Big Brothers Big Sisters of Eastern Massachusetts works to transform communities by empowering, defending, and igniting the potential of youth across Eastern Massachusetts, ensuring every child has the support from caring adults that they need for healthy development and success in life. Big Brothers Big Sisters fosters one-to-one mentoring relationships between child and adult, helping the youth in our communities achieve their fullest potential. But at any given moment, there are hundreds of children in our region in need of a caring adult role model. Do you have what it takes to become a defender of potential? You can learn more at massbaybigs.org. We got to take care of our community, take care of our young people. You know, uh, 
I don't know where they get their information sometimes, you know. I'm talking about the literacy or the lack thereof. Here we are, 2023, just off the pandemic bus. And you're looking at your education and you're saying, the children are not reading. They're not learning. That's you talking, that's you talking, right? It's because of the pandemic, they said. Literacy and the malfunctions of literacy goes way back before the pandemic, folks. We need to understand that we got to have books that kids can relate to. We need more black authors. I was doing some conversating with a couple of writers, <clears throat> and we were talking about cow, a cow gathering. Cow is an acronym for coming out writers. Coming out writers. We're talking about getting young people and writers to come out <clears throat> and work together through various workshops to create a strategy to teach our young people to have an interest in literacy and writing. <clears throat> I don't know what's going on, but if you can't read, you can't compete. I had a situation where I was doing some intern work at the jail. And man, it's something. How they write. How they don't read. They need to consider creating a reading program that our young people can relate to. They're not relating to a lot of these books that they be trying to sell or they be bringing into the school. There's not enough people going to the library. They go to the library. They don't go to read books because they can't read. And we got to do something about that. We got to do something about that. What? We got to form coming out writers. Coming out writers. Coming out writers. Come out writers. Let's work together. Let's start to change the paradigm. Let's get kids to write and enjoy writing and reading together. Let me tell you something. If you ride during the school year past Madison Park High School, which is getting ready to 
be reshuffled, by the way. Of course, we'll get back to that. But if you ride by there and look to see the students that are waiting for the bus, and then there's a group of them uh, that sit, you know, uh, away from everything and look like uh, they had a day thinking nothing but crime. They can't read, they can't write. What good are they for the community? If they go into jail, it's what's happening. Some of them don't think like that. We need to be very responsible and get that school superintendent on the ball and get rid of some of those people that's been there for years and years and years. Looking for a check and haven't done anything to raise the reading level up in the Boston Public Schools. What do you think about that? This is The Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell. I'm really happy to be here. We're just talking right now. I'll be right back. I'm Chris Jackamick. I served in the United States Air Force and I deployed three times. Being a veteran, it's interwoven into your DNA is really the absence of the connection and the purpose that can really drive a lot of veterans to some uh, negative thoughts. For those who are in a suicidal crisis, the window of time to save somebody's life is very short. Our duty is to protect ourselves and protect our families. And one way you can do that is store your weapons safely. Store all your guns securely. Help stop suicide. Brought to you by N Family Fire and the Ad Council. Speaking of guns... You know, guns are signs of people not being able to communicate. I saw something on the radio or heard something about a man that got arrested down in New York for some crimes, and they went to his house, and they, you know, they found over 200 guns in his house. And it took one to show that it had, uh, it was working. So they, you know, shot it so people could hear the, the bullets and stuff. But guns are for troublemakers. You don't need, you don't need to understand that guns can be stopped. Cowards use guns. They don't know how to put up their dukes and fight it out. Friends kill friends. We need to understand that that's not a part of our nature. We've incorporated that behavior and we've hurt ourselves more than we've hurt anybody else. Suppose you went to jail for a gun and your sentence was 20 years mandatory. No parole until you serve half of that 20. We can't do that, folks. 
We can't shoot each other down and say it's okay. He looked at me the wrong way. He tried to have my girl. We're the only ones that shoot each other, man. Look around. Who's in the funeral home? Not doing enough prevention around here. Kid look like he's 14 or 16 years old. He ain't but 10 or 11. He's sitting out on the corner with a gun. Waiting to hurt somebody or get hurt. And when the action go down and you interview the parents, when you see them on television, they say, I don't know what happened. He was such a good kid. Well, he wasn't so good to somebody else that they didn't get shot. You got to really look out for your kids because they don't know what's going on. Or they might know their address. They might know where they was born. But other than that, they don't know nothing. They don't know anything. Got the nerve to frown you. They face up at you when you tell them to do something and you their parent. And then you walk away from them, but you still their parent. We could do better than that, folks. Yeah, I can't wait till we get some more people for that cow come out riding. I had a conversation this morning with a young man that's doing quite well from the Urban League. He was telling me some of the programs that they're working with that deal with the criminal justice folks. But let me tell you something, man. If you think that the federal government is going to provide you with enough money to straighten your life out of those or others, you got another thought coming. You better think again. Because their job is to put you someplace where it can hold you accountable and keep you in jail. Well, folks, I tell you, this thing here called climate change, it's more about people change. We got to understand that we can't do just anything we want to do with the ecology and don't have no consequences. All over the world, it's nothing but fires and floods and rain. and I mean, the atmosphere, is, everything is gone. We got to get back to thinking. We got to touch base with our spirit. That's what we got to do. We got to touch base with our spirit. Because right now, we out of tune. We're out of tune. Here we got all this money going into a place called the Ukraine. There's a number of killings going up over there. But we don't have the government has not seen fit to build in our community 
a Veterans Comprehensive Service Center where they can go and get wraparound services, have some sleeping for a period of time, like six months, and stack their money, and they can move out or move in to a place where it's decent and clean. And they be involved with our programs. We don't have that in our community, folks. They took $30 million in the city of Boston, and they went over there to the L Street bathhouse, and they working on that building, but in the south end at the Blackstone Community Center, we don't have enough programs for our kids. So the kids are out in the street with the elders. The elders have programs at the Blackstone, but they don't have anything now, folks. Veterans can't go over there because there are no programs over there. How are you going to treat a veteran like that? Why can't you make things available for the veterans? Why are we taking all this money and sending it over there and we're not getting anything back for it? I'm asking the questions, folks. I want to hear from you. Because I know you know it's not right. Man going to go, a woman going to raise their hand to go and fight for this country, and then they come back and they get down on their luck and they can't get no help for a veteran. There's a lot of things that go on over here on the other page radio, you know. You come in here one day, we might be talking about this, but then today we're talking about that. Because we want to get your mind stirring and getting together with some people and come up with some kind of plan that we can discuss and present to deal with the problems in our community. You got to look around and you see them. It's all over the place. All over the place, man. You see people come from other countries and they get ahead of us and we've been here since 1776. They come over and some of them, not all of them, some of them think they're better than we are. Yep. They think they're better than we are. Got to stop that. They got to learn our history of struggle and our triumphs because a lot of the things that they're getting now is a direct result of our involvement in the struggle. But they don't want to talk about that, but they should be compelled to talk about it when they become United States citizens. Compelled to talk about it, I said. I can't wait till October the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th comes. I can't wait for August the 1st to come at 10 p.m. or 1 p.m. 
We have the resources, but our spiritual development is low. We find ourselves following the wrong path. If you want to be in the lane of gain, then stay in it. Don't go to the lane of pain and wonder how you got there. You put yourself there because you stop believing in yourself. I was telling you all that on August the 1st at 1 p.m., they're going to unveil the statue of the General Edward O. Gordine. He wasn't a general when he went in. He went in and he led and he got out and he kept doing things. A lot of us that got out of the military, we didn't do that. I didn't start until 30 years ago of trying to turn my life around. Can't be afraid of the booger, man. We got things to do, folks. We can't wait around. We need a place for our veterans in our community. Veterans need housing, need medical and mental health care. Some veterans are at home alone with dementia. Nobody to check on them. No services coming from the VA hospital into our community. Why do we always have to go there? Why can't they come in our community? Where are our elected officials on this? This is the other page, radio, brought to you by Triad Veterans League in association with the BNN uh, Media, WBCALP 102.9 FM, Boston, Boston Community Radio Station. And that's what we're talking about today, community. Building community. Not standing around looking at the ground. Move those bodies for mass and cash, Governor Healy. Get them out of there. Put them where they can get some help. Yeah. You got the land, but you don't have the plan. Veterans need because veterans serve. Oscar Show Family Theater Program Company, T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. T-H-E-O-M-T-C dot com. That's our website. October the 13th, the 14th, and the 15th. Three days. The Miss Marion Anderson and Friends Project. Oh, boy. We're really grateful to have had you with us for a little over an hour. Certainly hope you'll be back at another time. Be able to, you know, get updated on what's going on in your community. Because that's all we're doing. Want to play this one more time for you, though. 
Are you a veteran or do you know a veteran who is struggling with housing due to COVID-19? Veterans Inc. can help provide support services, including assistance with rent, deposits, utilities, as well as emergency housing, including hotel stays to eligible struggling veterans. If you or someone you know is in need of services, please call 1-800-482-2565 or go online to www.veteransinc.org. We're back again, folks. We're getting ready to wrap this up. But, you know, nothing's wrapped up until we do what we're supposed to do for our veterans. You know, I spent a lot of time today talking about veterans, so you might as well get used to hearing that again. We want our veterans to be uh, shown all the respect that they deserve. See, a lot of times they took the veterans and uh, sent them over there and they came back uh with their eyes, you had to look at their eyes, and you could see that they weren't really looking at you. You could see that there was some pain in those eyes because of the direct result of the work that they were involved in. Some of them weren't able to make those adjustments like others did. And that means that the people that didn't get straightened out, didn't get the help they needed when they came here, a lot of them might be in jail or dead. PTSD is not a friendly illness. Think about that. We got to work together to heal together. Triad Veterans League is over 27 years old, Fox. Folks, 857-204-5312. We hope to hear from you soon as you want to, as soon as you want to get out here with us and help the other veterans and help our young people. It's been a great show, but I got to go. Thank you so very much, everybody. This has been the Other Page Radio. My name is Haywood Fennell, and I'm a veteran. Hope to see you soon. Hope that you're taking care of yourself. Stay out the heat.